Cinebuds is supported by Associated Bank. Cinebuds, Cinebuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Hey, hello. From 88.9 Radio Milwaukee, I'm Justin Barney. From Milwaukee Film, I'm Christopher Pollard. Together we're Cinebuds, and today is a Cinebuds double feature. What? A double feature. We are talking about two movies. We're talking about The Lost Daughter, a quiet interior drama featuring Olivia Coleman that is up for several Oscars. And we are talking about Jackass Forever. A quiet interior <laughs> drama uh, that is uh, oddly snubbed for any Oscars. Yes. The Lost Daughter uh, stars Olivia Coleman as a woman of a certain age who goes to uh, vacation on an island in Greece and she is there by herself and she is kind of like confronted by a family who is there and she is kind of she kind of gets interlaced with some of their drama and it slowly reveals kind of the reasons that she is there, why she's by herself, how she interacts with what's going on with this family. It's quiet. It's interior. It's a lot of work from Olivia Coleman. Also, Jesse Buckley is up for best uh, supporting actress for playing like a younger version of Olivia Coleman. And it slowly unfolds and you see her life yeah. um, up for a whole bunch of Oscars. And then you have Jackass, which <laughs> again is a <laughs> snubbed for a single Oscar, uh, which which features um, Poopy, and yep. uh-huh. that's a person. <laughs> and it, I mean, it, 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 in both senses of the word, it features Poopy. Uh, true, and Jackass is a movie about guys getting hit. In the nuts. That's true. You know it. You are familiar with it. I mean, I think you're really underscoring the subtleties of Jackass, but feel free. Continue. Um, but no, I go on to. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just getting hit in the nuts. It's also getting bitten by animals and stunning each other with stun guns. Christopher. Which one did you like more? <laughs> oh no! Oh no! That's not, I don't know why I thought that would be difficult. Uh, yeah, the <laughs> the lost daughter uh, surprisingly eked out a win in my book. There, you know, when we were going into this, and you were you posted a picture on our Instagram, and you were like, "What do these movies have in common? Nothing." And I was like, "That is true." But also for me, I watched them on the same day, and this surprisingly made a great double feature. I was wondering, because I did not watch them on the same day, and I kept thinking, like, maybe Jackass is a nice palate cleanser after The Lost Daughter. That is exactly (laughs) what it was, because The Lost Daughter I loved. I thought it was great, and it's like, it's but it's it's like, it's so, it's heavy, you know, and it it weighs on you, and sometimes when you watch a movie that's so heavy, usually... I have the Paddington Chaser, which is you watch a really heavy movie and then you watch Paddington or like a Disney movie to kind of like brighten things up. And and I loved The Lost Daughter and it was great and it was sitting with me heavy. And then I watched Jackass Forever and it was like the perfect, the perfect palate cleanser, perfect, bring me back up, put a smile on my face, recommended double feature. That's great to know because I genuinely thought that. I was like, you know, I wish I did watch these back to back because The Lost Daughter... I, I will say I I didn't I mean I feel like I didn't really need a palate cleanser because I genuinely loved the movie and I had I had heard a couple mixed things from two different people. Me too. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, it's got like a six point five on IMDb, which is like not 
Not huge. I'll say this on IMDb. Uh, the the rating is between a six and a seven for most good movies. It's really weird. So I've been true. I've been going by Letterboxd lately, which is I feel more comfortable with. But uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I watched it and I was so impressed with. I mean, the performances are like the whole thing, but it's also a a really heart wrenching and very different story about motherhood. So I was also impressed by a lot of the performances in Jackass Forever. Oh yeah, <laughs> I can I can see that. Um, and we will we'll talk about both in in the podcast, the Oscar nominated, uh, the lost daughter, and the snubbed. Oh, uh, tragically snubbed. Jackass forever. We are going to talk about both of them in the podcast. Stick around. Support for Cinebuds comes from your membership and associated bank. Proud supporter of Milwaukee Film and offering support year-round through Milwaukee Film Checking. More about Associated Bank's commitment to the Milwaukee community at AssociatedBank.com. Member FDIC. It's the most charitable time of year and we have a way for you to give a gift to Radio Milwaukee and yourself. Donate your unwanted car, truck, motorcycle, or boat and let us take it off your hands. Your gift will support the music and stories you enjoy every day, and it may even qualify you for a tax deduction. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org cars to schedule your free donation pickup today. Okay, and we are back, Christopher. Oh, thank goodness. And we are talking about, so we watched the double feature, Jackass Forever and Lost Daughter. Yeah. Uh, which one did you watch first? I watched The Lost Daughter first. Okay, so did I. So it always like makes sense in our minds to talk about the one you watched first. Sure. Um, and what did you think about the Lost Daughter? You, you gave us, yeah, you gave us a bit, but I would like to hear more. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, no, I absolutely loved it. I am very, I'm delighted. For, there was a moment where I thought I didn't remember correctly, and I thought Olivia Coleman was not nominated when I was watching it, and I was incensed. And I realized she's like one of these actors lately that has been getting nominated a lot and she won. Uh, and I was like, I get it, but she is, she is the kind of person that just gets nominated for being there. Yeah. You know, yeah. she, she is, she's earned that. She definitely I mean, has, yeah. I, I think that she does, but when you get to a, a point like Olivia Coleman, it's really like, you don't know whether to trust it. You don't know. You're like, is, is she just getting is she getting nominated because she's Olivia Coleman? She always gets nominated. We'd love to see an Olivia Coleman acceptance speech and it's yeah. fun. Um, or is it really worthy? Well, see, I don't I don't think she's quite there yet. She's nominated twice, I think, so far, maybe three times, but it's all in a relatively short period of time, like the last like four or five years. Yeah. It's not like Meryl Streep. Yeah, she's not like a Meryl Streep yet, where it's like, yeah, of course you're gonna nominate Meryl Streep. Right. But it is getting to that point, which I find fascinating. And then I thought maybe that's the case. Maybe this was one they were just like, we don't have to. And then I was watching this movie. And I'm like, you should be ashamed of yourself if you don't nominate this performance. It's yeah. it's just constantly on her face. And it, it, yeah. watching her try to be polite and she can't. Watching her tr- like being a little scared but like pushing through it because she's incredibly strong. Like yeah. It's a lot going on just in her face and it, it's yes. impressive. And so if you haven't seen this movie yet or uh, know much about it, so uh, Olivia Coleman 
plays the lead role and it is a lot of her. She yeah. is like, she goes to this, this Island. She just like lands on this Island in Greece and she's there alone. And a lot of it is just, you know, and a thing that I really liked about it is that it's Olivia Coleman. Just, it's a bit of a voyeur yeah. movie. Yeah. You know, she is, she's alone on vacation kind of picking up the pieces and seeing what's happening. And I really love that in a movie. Something that like you're figuring out what's going along, like what's going on. Yes. You're observing with the main character. You're kind of like figuring it out with them in real time. I really love that. I really love how that works. I also really love, I really love like a vacation where like a, there's a bunch of like little vacation drama. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. I just like, I love that. I love whenever like people come back from vacations, like I love hearing like a bad vacation story because it's like, it's always good. You went on vacation, you know? Yeah. Um, but then it's like the little, like the little dramas within that I think are really interesting. And this is a movie that like plays on a lot of those. And then also it has this, other part of it, which is like why Olivia Coleman is there. Right. It goes back into kind of like her inner drama, her reluctancy to be a mother, her difficulties with being a partner, the kind of things that happened in her life that led her to this. And I loved the unspooling. Yeah. I loved the observation. I loved, I loved her interior strife and how they portrayed that. I, I, this movie ended and I was like, I literally wrote on, I took some notes and I wrote, I loved this. Movie. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. I agree yeah. totally that, um, it's one of those movies that it, again, I'm, I'm getting really, really tired. Uh, actually, let me restate this. I appreciate a movie that spoon feeds you the stuff. Cause that's just kind of a genre on its, in, in itself where it's like a broader mm -hmm. film. It's fine. You know, it's there. Yeah. But I really, really appreciating these movies that don't assume you're stupid. They're 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 mm -hmm. gonna give you the information you need. It might not be in big flashy letters, but it's gonna be there and it's so nice. It makes you feel like you're in on the movie. Like, oh, you see them connecting, you slowly see it connecting, you don't have to know everything up front. So it was delightful when you see the slow bits of the of the uh flashbacks with uh, with uh, Jesse Buckley, who's also brilliant. It's delightful. And then I also, I do want to point out um, Ed Harris just has this, there's like a little side plot with Ed Harris who she yes. kind of like there, you think a romance is going to bud from this and you're not really sure. He's it plays so a good, good mysterious role because he's such a big figure that yeah. you're like, something's got to happen here. Um, and I loved how they kind of danced around each other. Yeah. He was very um, subtle and a very nice performance from him. I was kind of surprised that Jesse Buckley got a supporting actress because she wasn't in it all that much. Yeah. When she's in, she's good. Yeah. But um, I wasn't sure that it, I was kind of surprised by that just because of <laughs> it's how like, a, like not in the movie. Yeah. It's like a Michelle Williams for uh, – for uh, Manchester at Sea. Yeah. Like she's in it for three minutes and she got a nomination. This movie reminded me of Manchester at Sea. I mean, I, yeah. I like, it kind of like left you with some of the same feelings. Um, but I, yeah, to, to wrap this up, I loved The Lost Daughter and I think it's great and I think that everybody should see. I think it's, uh, you know, I, I liked it. <sighs> I want to say I liked it better than Drive My Car. 
Wow. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I would put them on par in my mind, to be honest. I, I mean, as far as my appreciation of them, I really liked both. But yeah, there's very little I didn't like about it. The only thing I didn't like, and I wouldn't say I didn't like, it just didn't hold up to the rest because it was such high quality, was uh, Dakota Johnson, who was sort mm-hmm. of like the, the the girl who's who Olivia Coleman is kind of focused on during this. I thought she was great because I thought that it was hard to read her in a way that wasn't uh, like at fault of her acting in a way that I felt was true to that character who was trying to figure herself out, trying to figure Olivia Coleman, trying to figure yeah. out can you trust this person. I she was like mysterious in a way that I thought read. It's I I think it was just because I had such a high opinion because you're probably right is probably fine, but I'm just you're living up to some three other. In, in some cases for other really big performances it got it had like an early Kristen stewart vibe like mm. <laughs> like uh like early vampire Kristen stewart vibe where it's just like i'm always uncomfortable i'm tucking my hair kind of before she got good yeah. before she, Kristen stewart immediately yeah. got good <laughs> and i just would like to end that this was um maggie gyllenhaal's directorial debut yeah. and i thought she killed it yeah. i mean yeah. uh, for a debut that is yeah. Pretty impressive for Maggie Gyllenhaal. So I agree. Lots 100%. of credit there. And then we watched Jackass. I mean, I feel like all of my comments about the previous movie apply to this. <laughs> so I think Jackass, it's one of those like franchises that is kind of like depends where you were when it first happened. Yeah, I think it depends on where you were when it first happened and if you were exposed to it at all afterwards. Yes. Because <laughs> I where, what, yeah. what, what is your what was your experience with Jackass forever before going into the theater season? Yeah, I mean, I saw every, I saw the TV show and then I saw the movies. I think I saw them all uh, intermittently. Like I don't I didn't catch up. I wasn't like first in the theater. And actually, I think this is maybe the first time I saw one in the theater. Um. Mm-hmm. So most of them I saw at home, but I always think of, I'll tell you, honestly, I always, in the back of my mind, I always think of them as like, Oh, another jackass, like this is silly. And then every time I watch one, I just am amazed and I crack up laughing. <laughs> and as in the case of this film, I close my eyes like four times. <laughs> oh yeah. I was like, I can't watch, I can't watch this, but I don't want to miss anything. So I sort of put my hand up and block the part I don't want to see. That's, yeah. that's my approach. When Jackass the movie came out, yeah. I was a high school oh, boy. Perfect. <laughs> perfect storm. It was it was perfect and I did like it, but but uh, I will tell you that there was a lot of like Jackass was a lot of high school boys identity when it came out. Yeah. And it was like such a big thing. That I was like, I, an intellectual, am <laughs> not <laughs> going to participate with this in the way that like these freaking morons around me loved <laughs> I it I like so it for much. the right reasons. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I like honestly, like I didn't really love Jackass. Yeah. I like I, I really didn't, and I, I kind of like the whole thing. I thought was dumb. Yeah. My, like my parents, like really hate humor like that and just like grew up in a very Catholic household and it was all just like (laughs) very vulgar. And I was just kind of like, yeah, this, 
It was just like, but even though I did things like, I didn't do things like that, but I was, I didn't not do things yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I didn't like idolize them in the way that some other high school boys did. Right. Um, but I did go into Jackass Forever um, right after, like immediately, like finished The Lost Daughter, got in my car and went to the theater and saw Jackass. And uh, it is so singular. Jackass is just like like how do you even review Jackass? What do you what like what do you what do you even say? Here's, you know, yeah. like it is Jackass is Jackass. Yeah. It is the beginning of comedy and it is the end of comedy. <laughs> it is it is man gets hit in the nuts. It is peak that is funny, yeah. has always been funny, will always be funny. And this is just some guys getting hit in the nuts once again. It's the stupidest things you laugh at as a teenager, but elevated with a budget. Like if you had the budget as a 15-year-old, you would hurt yourself like this. And you would dare your friends to do these things. It is – Jackass is an amazing self-awareness to call it Jackass. Totally understand. Like, listen, we know who we are. That's the cool. Yes. That's the thing. Genuinely, I, I do like about it. They know what they're doing. They know what they're. They know what they're doing. To and who they are. And like the genius of Jackass is that they name each stunt. Yeah. Each one, like each stunt, has like a concept behind it and a name, which like which makes it more than we're just gonna kick each other in the nuts, which. There is tons of that, sure. you know, we're just, like, we're just going to tase each other. Um, Those are just transitions. Is, That's what the amazing thing. Those two things you just said are yes. just a transition. Yes. Those are transition into kind of like a <laughs> conceptual art piece in which your friends get hurt. Um, and it is fun to see like how far they will go. Like where, where, when does it stop being fun is always the like, that's the line that they play with is like, how far can we push this? Can we strap a man to a table and cover him in honey and salmon and think that he's taking a lie detector (laughs) test when he gets shocked and then leave the room and let a bear enter the room? It it is like- I will say, this is the point that, I'm glad you brought that one up because that's the point at which I thought, because I, when I watch reality TV, I assume all of it is fake. And I think I am probably more right than not. When I watch Jackass, yeah. I mean, some of it, you, it's so close. I mean, you you can see it happening. So, you know, yeah, it's not. Sometimes the laughs are a little fake. They're they're like laughing a little, little too sure. hard or at a place where it isn't all that funny. Yeah, I wonder if the fear is real anymore because they've done it so much. Like some of them seem so scared and like pissed. But I'm like, but they are. Uh, but when the bear came in, I'm like, surely that's not like a <sighs> young bear. They just—that's got to be like an old oh, bear. God, that is so genuine emotion. But I, when I, 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 I'll tell you this: I don't love a lot of the stuff with the animals. It is funny, but there's a part of me, and I know the first. I will say, good for them that the at the end, the first thing that comes up after on the credits is no animals were harmed in the making of this film. Right. I still don't love it. These days, as I'm older, I'm like, I don't like using these animals for this thing because I'm not sure they're getting physically hurt, but is this stressing them out? I don't know. But yeah. uh, having said that, the the bulk of it that I like isn't so much the bodily fluid stuff because that grosses me out so much. It is impressive uh-huh. how disgusting they're willing to go. 
but it is yes. the physical injuries that I'm <laughs> – and these guys are in their – a lot of these guys, they have a lot of new people coming in, right? But they're in their 50s, yeah. the original crew. Yeah. A lot of these guys are old. They did a great job of like passing the torch yeah. and having new people brought in to do things that they like can't do anymore and <laughs> yeah. still having fun with it. Yeah. It was like it was a great like reintroducing new characters to, you know, pass the baton to. Yeah. And you really and I love at the end you see some of the tricks or the stunts they did in this one and they kind of compare it to stuff they did when they were younger. Yeah, just like weirdly sweet. It's weirdly sweet to me. <laughs> weirdly sweet. It was like weirdly touching. Yeah. They've been doing this for 20 years and you know, they're in their 40s, a couple of the guys in their 50s, they're still getting hit full on by a giant like 800 pounds bull. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, listen, if this this is not high art, uh but it is consistently hilarious and shocking. Yes. And there were times where I cackled in the theater. (laughs) I mean, like cackled. There were times where I said like, like, no, 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 like out loud, you know, I'm like yelling to myself. And that is, I mean, and uh, jackass, like it gets real emotion. Like where, (laughs) like you're saying, like when a lot of the reality TV stuff is scripted and it absolutely is and played up for drama and all that is so fake. It's like, Jackass, like there, there is a manipulation there, but a lot of times, like that is, yeah, that is genuine emotion on the screen. They have, cl- which is difficult to get close-ups of a snake striking and biting a man in the face. Like that's not. Yes. I mean, you could CGI. That's not what's happening. That's pointless. That uh, it's, it's absolutely real. And you're right. Like my heart is going to beat faster watching this movie than most most of the films that are going to be in my top ten list. You know what I mean? It's yes. It's just, that's what it's for. I yeah. had the very, very lucky experience of being the only person. I mean, I guess in some ways, lucky and unlucky being the only person in the theater when I watched this movie. You know, I did too. And I was just about to bring that up yeah. as being a not good experience. Cause normally I like being the only person right. in the theater. I don't, I don't mind that. And, uh, but this one, it was like, ugh, it was yesterday night and it was like you know, I had to watch the other movie first and I like texted a couple people but it was like you know too late in the game to like assemble a crew to go see it and uh, so I went by myself and I was the only person in the theater and I was like laughing out loud and you know being animated and I was like man this would be so much better if this theater were packed. Yeah it's interesting as I was saying it I was thinking I was saying I'm like maybe it's not I can't, I get that and I absolutely agree. Like if you have everyone on the same page, but I have this right. thing where I get easily embarrassed in public. So, and I knew going into this movie, like I was going to be like laughing and like, oh, like oh, it's doing the same thing. Like, no, no. Oh, you know, like just really right. audibly emoting to this movie. So I did feel a little bit free when I was watching by myself just to, I, I put my hand up in front of my face to cover it <laughs> just so, yeah. so I couldn't see certain things. I mean, that was a little bit freeing, but I totally get what you're saying. This is the kind of movie that when everyone's on the same page, that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. So the lost daughter and Jackass forever, like an unlikely course. And, and, uh, yes. Thank you. I do want to point out on our, on our Instagram page, somebody, I said, uh, you know, is this the worst do these films have anything in common? One person actually did point out 
both make you rethink having children. <laughs> and I said, that is a brilliant observation. <laughs> that is the winning comment. Yeah. So shout out to whoever. I'm sorry. I, I should have looked at who said that, but brilliant. And I'll say this. A lot of those jackass guys, they're not going to have children because their testicles have been ravaged by these shows. Man, they took a lot of hits. <laughs> they sure did. Okay. Now for our palate cleanser. <laughs> now for our palate cleanser. Yes, our favorite segment. Christopher, what else have you been watching? Oh, man. Well, I I think I talked about this a while back. After we did, I forgot the name of the movie with um, uh, Melissa McCarthy that we did a few months ago, where she's a superhero. Yeah, we both like that. Yeah. So I remember at the time saying, you know what? Her movies often get these really bad reviews. Yeah, but she, we both agreed, is genuinely just so funny that it just doesn't really, so yeah, it doesn't really matter. So I did, right. I saw one that got a really low review called Tammy. I remember when that came out. Uh, yeah, when did the, it came out in 2014? Yeah. Uh, and it it's just about this kind of like loser type gal. And she goes on a road trip with her grandma who's played uh, by Susan Sarandon. And? It was so funny. Was it really? I mean, it's my my fiance loves Joe Dirt as an example. She remembered oh, yeah. when that came out. We rewatched that. I I thought it was stupid, but then I rewatched it. And I'm like, you know what? It is broad. It is stupid, but there's some really funny moments in Joe Dirt. This is yeah. ten. T- I laughed ten times more at Tammy than I did at Joe Dirt. But no one talks oh. about Joe Dirt. I mean, it's like the Adam Sandler family of films where yeah, they're silly. Some of them are actually really funny though. They're not Oscar-nominated films. The plots are pretty, you know, worn. But it's all right. that matters is the people in it are really funny. Yes, and Melissa Justice McCarthy's a genius. Melissa McCarthy, yeah, for sure, she's a genius. I genuinely think she is ex- like particularly talented. Uh, has a very particular style, and I I'm looking forward to watching. And I have seen, you know, I have dug in and seen a couple of movies of hers that you know, even she couldn't save. Right. But I would say more often than not, I'm I'm happy to have watched a movie with her in it. So that's what oh, yeah. I saw. That's what that's Justice. What, yeah. You know what I watched? No. Is I watched this documentary that I had never I hadn't heard anyone talk about. I zero, it just like completely and totally blind. Yeah. A documentary called Tread. I don't know that. Okay. It is a hour and a half documentary about a real event and a real man in Colorado who lives in a small town in Colorado and in 2004 took a bulldozer and built it into a tank and then <laughs> ran over the buildings of his enemies. Wait. <laughs> this is a documentary. This is a documentary, my Listen, friend. I have not seen this. But I went before you talk about it. I have not seen this. But I mm-hmm. feel like I'm going to identify with this gentleman more than more than I care to. I, th- I think a lot of people will. Yeah. It is like you he go on. Had, <laughs> he he like has a small gripe that <laughs> yeah <laughs> that um, he perceives as being larger than it is, huh. and he thinks that this like. 
he kind of like sees every interaction in like the worst light that it could be and reads it as like the whole world, the whole, this whole small town is against him yeah. and the powers of authority are against him. And he is just a stubborn old man who uh, is going to stick it to them in the only way which he feels that he knows how. And he feels that God has told him that this is the only way that he needs to get even and get back. And so he spends a year building a tank and then rampages the town. I'm doing my without. There are parts yeah. of it that are like, like I want to laugh, you know. Oh, no, and like, that's why and I'm worried is, about laughing because I know something terrible probably uh, has happened. Right, right. Where, you know, and it's it's a. Uh, I mean, it, it is a tragic story, right, should, you know, but, it, but it like, <laughs> it is funny. Yeah. You know, the, uh, there is, there is a big sense of humor in there. Yeah. I mean, that's a daydream of mine, but not probably daydream of many. Yeah. Of, of many. <laughs> that's so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I almost don't want to watch it cause I don't want to see the real life consequences. I just want to picture, <laughs> I just want to enjoy the idea without harm it was a worthwhile hour and a half I like it it's be. full of petty drama full of large very real revenge yeah you know well that's great yeah. i do want to yeah. quickly mention oh wait a minute forget it whatever i was gonna say means nothing <laughs> what because we have okay. to quickly address a gilmore girls corner oh gilmore girls corner um as Requested. That's right. I, who was it that requested? Back by popular demand. <laughs> that's right. Gilmore's Corner. And by popular, I mean one person appreciated it, and now that's all I need to continue. That is it. Go on. Well, this will be the last one because uh, we just want to address the reunion show that occurred. Right. There was a reunion show, I think like 10 years after Gilmore Girls ended, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was four episodes. Each episode was a different season, so it's a full year. Um, I will say they addressed some of the wrongs that happened in the seventh season, which if, if we all recall was written by a different writer and it was horrendous. How could we forget? We can't forget. Never forget. That's what that means. And <laughs> we, uh, you see Lorelai and Luke together as they should be spoilers, everybody. And Rory is this jet setter working independently all around these different places, still trying to settle in on a job. I will say overall, I really liked it, especially because I just watched the seventh season, which was just made everyone, all Gilmore girls fans got angry when they watched that. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. seventh season seemed to put some of that right. And you get, it's just the, the bulk of it is just sitting there watching, trying to decide if everyone looks good after 10 years. It's a very petty look, just like, oh, they look weird. They look different. Oh, they look good. Still, out of everybody, I watched a very thoroughly watched the show. Luke Danes is my hero. Luke Danes is the best person in that town. He's consistently a good person. Yes, Luke Danes for the win. (laughs) It's a little bell. Uh, if anyone has any questions, uh, who wants to explore this further, please reach out to me. I'm willing to talk about it 24 hours a day. All right. And that is Cinebuds. Cinebuds is edited by DJ Kenny Perez. Hooray! 
Our theme song is from Milwaukee musician and author Brett Newski. Brett Newski. We also get support from Associated Bank. Also delicious. And we get support from our members from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee and Milwaukee Film. You're wonderful. And I would like to thank one person, one final person. Uh-oh. The bull <laughs> to my Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> I think that's a shot. That the, a shot? the foot, the foot to my nutsack. <laughs> that sounds more right. That's both of those sound okay. Christopher Baller. Oh, well, that is much appreciated. I have nothing further to add. All right, bye.